Welcome to my podcast, Peace, Love, and Pets. I am your host, Sandy Kamen Wisniewski. Join me and my guests as we share our personal stories of struggles and triumphs as we continue our path of spiritual growth. We'll share story after story, many that include animals, our great teachers in this life. We are all souls living a human experience on paths of self-discovery here on planet Earth. On this podcast, my goals are to give you tools to help serve you on your personal path of evolution. Individually and collectively, we can create a world filled with peace and love. Let's do it together. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Peace, Love, and Pets. I am your host, Sandy Kamen Wisniewski. I am the founder and director of Animal Education and Rescue, a nonprofit humane society and rescue for animals. You can visit our website at www.aear.org. You can also learn more about my other services on my website, www.mindfulspirit.net. If you are interested in any of my books, you can find them on my website, sandykamenwisniewski.com. Hello, everyone. This is Sandy Kamen Wisniewski with Peace, Love, and Pets. And I'm so glad to have you here again for another beautiful, wonderful, amazing segment that I hope that you will learn and you will grow and you will be curious. And I have a very special guest with me today. My childhood friend, Kathy, is here again. Hi, everyone. And we are going to talk all about spirits. We're going to talk about, all about spirits, about ghosts, about crossing over, about the soul, about reincarnation, whatever we can kind of flesh out for a period of time. Pardon the pun. <laughs> That's a good that pun. Was a good that one. was a really good that one. Was really good that was one. a really good one. So... As some of you may already know, I am an energy healer and medium, so I talk to dead people in addition to help healing people, Uh, and that's something I do regularly. So we're going to, I'm going to tell you a few of my experiences, but Kathy is also very intuitive, and I would say she probably leans more into the psychic realm than I do, so mine is more of healing and mediumship where she has more, uh, her gift is just a little bit different than mine. She's able to get kind of psychic hits on things that um that are become quite accurate so first of all i had asked kathy tell us about some of the experiences that you have had with people or animals or whatever that have crossed over and you said hey this is peace love and pets and yeah and the first segment that i'm sure everybody has already listened to by now um, Sam, my first cat, after he had passed, it was devastating. And I didn't speak for a couple few days. And I was underneath our dining room table. And there was all I can explain it to you. Back in the day when TVs used to go like poltergeist that like sparkly, mm-hmm. you know, you'd hear like the national anthem. Yes. And be like sparkly. That's what this the little. Sh- yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. That little. It was like a little cloud of that sparkly, and it was all over my head, around my head, underneath the dining room table now. 
And I'm like, you know, I thought it was like a group of. She went like this. She yeah. waved her hand in front of her head. <laughs> Sorry. Like I like guess. she was she was waving a fly away. Right, because I thought it was like moths or something. And then I laid down, and it came down by me, and it just laid right there on the floor. And I I don't know how I knew, but I knew it was Sam. I knew he had come back to be like, it's okay. What are you doing? Get out from under the table, kind Aww. of thing. And that little like cloud of of energy energy yeah yeah um went right out the back door and i chased after it and of Aww. course i didn't see it but that was the first one oh and how lovely that is so lovely yeah it's beautiful you checked in with you one more time just yep. to say hey everything's okay yeah. everything's good yeah right yeah oh did i ever tell you the story about my dog louie and how he he stuck around no. Okay, so I grew up with a standard poodle named Louie. Ooh, we loved a bit. <laughs> we, we, we used to dress him up in clothes and take him in the car with us on yeah. our joy rides. He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> I mean, maybe not the clothes so much, but for sure hanging out with us and <laughs> yeah. being in the car and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He loved it. Yeah. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun with him. <clears throat> anyway, so Louie, and I write about him in my book, The Animal Warrior. There's a whole section on uh, on Louie. And unfortunately, unfortunately, my mom didn't get him neutered because that's what you didn't do that at that well, he time. He was a purebred. He was a also. purebred, but it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, it's not like we're going to breed him. Um, you know, I mean, he should have been neutered, but she didn't yeah. know any better. Yeah. It wasn't talked about back then. So he ended up getting testicular cancer at age 10. And he, my mom decided to put him to sleep. Um, I was thinking of taking him until he got too sick. Um, but I had, I was pregnant with my oldest child at that time and I couldn't. So my mom put him to sleep and, um, and when we would go visit, when we, I would go visit my mom at her house, I was, con and this is way before I was a medium or I knew that I was a healer or anything. It was way before I knew I had any gifts that way. Uh, I kept here, and this is, so let me tell you, that was probably 20 year, 25 years ago. No, it was 30 years, 30 years ago. And I kept, I heard Louis's um, tags. tags jingling because yeah. he had a lot of tags on his, and that's how you always knew where Louis was because his tags would jingle. And I kept hearing his tags jingling. And my mom, who was, was and is a conservative Jewish woman who yeah. is very into her rituals and her traditions and, you know, the Sabbath and Passover and Yom Kippur and all everything else. Shabbat. Shabbat, yeah. <laughs> I said to her one day when I was over there, I said to her, do you hear Louis tags jingling? And she looked at right at me without batting an eye and said, yep, I hear it all the time. And then it, that went on for a couple weeks. We didn't talk about it again, maybe a month. And then I stopped hearing it. And I one day I was over at my mom's again, and I looked at her and I said, Mom, I don't hear Louie's tags jingling anymore. Yeah. And she said, I don't either. And I knew enough to know that he had left the building. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Although I didn't understand things the way that I understand them today. Right. So when, in a, in a spiritual point of view, 
when the body no longer works, doesn't work for us, the soul, which is actually connected behind, they say, and it makes sense from an energy intuitive standpoint, behind the heart or the heart chakra, the center of the chest, and maybe a a little bit higher, maybe more towards the top of the uh, spinal cord is where the the soul sits and soul leaves uh, the physical body and goes to is in an ideal world (laughs) goes directly to the uh, collective to what some people would uh, say God or all consciousness or all love whatever you want to call it to join everybody else and all the people that have passed away before before that and all the animals Animals. that have passed away but one thing that that is absolutely true is that some people don't cross over right and some people sort of cross over and sort of don't meaning one foot in to the other side and one foot out and if you are skeptical of all of this Part of my journey, because I was very skeptical and there was a long period of time where I would have called myself agnostic, if not atheist, is I did a lot, besides studying everything else, I studied energy healing, mediumship, intuitive, uh, past lives, all of that. I would encourage you to also read about near-death experiences. I mean, to me, that's like evidence right there. You've got thousands upon thousands of people that have near-death experiences that talk about how they left their body, they saw everything around them, and then there's validation that everything was seen. Right. That's proof, right. as of far course. as I'm concerned. Of course. So mediums, for those of you that don't know, are people that are able to speak to those that have crossed over, or some, like myself, can also speak to people that have not crossed over. And my job as a medium is to, if I feel that the person has not crossed over, is I, I believe it's my job, my moral responsibility to help them cross over because they're stuck where they're at. So you said that you've been to mediums before and you've had your own experiences. What, besides, we'll get into the experience you and I had together, but can you think of one experience in particular that was really impactful for you? Um, one of the people who passed away who was very near and dear to me was my grandma, my mormor, which is mother's mother in Sweden, Swedish. And when she passed, I um, had a six-month-old daughter at the time, and life was really fast-paced and busy and difficult <laughs> you know with it with a, a toddler and everything and working and husbands and, you know all this stuff and I um my happy place is the beach because I was blessed enough to grow up in Highland Park being so close to Lake Michigan I I just love it there I get energy from it I can I feel like I heal from it if I have a terrible headache I mean I can go there and it feels better it's just it's really truly my happy place and I had gone it was um not swim season it wasn't summer it was probably much closer to like about to snow kind of weather so not quite fall not quite winter just cold enough that you had to have jacket on but not too cold that I was uncomfortable and everything was very still there wasn't a lot of wind but there the lake was kind of you could hear that like lapping noise Mm -hmm. how it's not big waves just kind of like like it hits the wall and goes back you know Mm -hmm. um 
And I meditated. I was trying to get super grounded because I honestly had had a horrible fight with my then husband, um, which I'm sure everybody can relate to. You just need to get away for a little while kind of thing. And um, I sat on the sand. I had had a sweatshirt on and a jacket, and I took off the jacket part and sat on it in the sand and cross-legged, and I just got still. And I was began talking out loud. I didn't really know who I was talking to. I was just talking out loud. My eyes were closed and then I started focusing on the water and I was just talking, trying to work out everything that was going on in my head. And then I, again, got quiet, got still and the wind picked up and I, and you know, it brought me more back into the physical and all of a sudden I smelled lilacs and I'm like, are you kidding me? What, what is that? And so I opened up my eyes and I looked around and there's no lilac bushes where I'm sitting. It's a, it's a great long big beach and it's got, you know, cement parking lot. And at the time anyway, um, you know, not a lot of shrubbery. There was like icky old bushes and trees above me up on the hill, but there's no lilac bushes, especially this time of year, which is why I referenced it in the beginning of the story. And instinctively I knew it was my more and more her favorites flower and scent were lilacs when they would come to visit us um she's a very petite woman my grandma <clears throat> and she would like to sit outside and she'd always wore a skirt um and had a a blouse and like a cardigan on even in the summertime and she would sit under we had great big beautiful lilac bushes in our backyard and she would sit under this overhang of lilacs and I would come out to see if she needed anything. Do you want water? And she would say, no, I'd like coffee. So even though it was so super hot and I was sweating in shorts, she was perfectly fine. And, you know, she would say drinking the hot coffee made her feel cooler some kind of way. It acclimated her body, I think, to the outside temperature. And I would say, you know, Mormon, you really can't sit so close. Like there's bees, there's lots of bees. And she's like, I've never been stung by a bee. I sit with the flowers all the time. And I knew it. So I feel like she heard me talking mm -hmm. and she came. And the only way, because I wasn't listening to her, I was, wasn't was having a conversation. I was just speaking out loud, you know, wasn't expecting anybody to talk back. So I think that's what she gave me. I think she was, she bathed me in that scent. I mean, I, I walked away and I went in my car and I smelled my sweatshirt and I promise you it smelled like lilac. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, nobody can tell me differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. First of all, I'm way too stubborn. But second of all, I know this is as sure as I'm sitting here yeah. that that was her. That's beautiful. Yeah. I feel very blessed for that interaction for sure. That is really, really beautiful. And I think that if more people were able to learn to tune in. Yeah. And to tune out. Yeah. Both. Yeah. That your ancestors, your loved ones that have crossed over can visit you. Now, the key is we don't want them stuck here. Right. right? So that's a totally different thing. But they have the ability to come visit us. Uh, and I know that because when I do my mediumship, it's all based on on evidence. So the first thing I need to do when I see these people in my mind's eye and when I hear them and when I uh, observe them is I need to share that information with whoever my sitter is or the people that are in the room and because I don't know who these people are and they have to validate yes this, yes that. I mean I can I'm able to see even mannerisms of people that are mm. totally unique to themselves. Mm -hmm. That there's no way I would know that. Mm -hmm. um, and I have no reason 
or motivation to make things up. I'm not making a billion dollars doing this, believe me. Right. Um, so I think it'd be, it, I'd love to hear your perspective, and I thought it was an interesting thing when we connected with your mom. Mm-hmm. So can I share yeah. anything? Are yeah, you okay everything. with that? Okay. Yeah, All right. So when Kathy and I reconnected m- m- about five months ago, however long it was, not that long ago, reconnected after 20-something years, and we were sitting opposite each other talking, it was very clear to me that she still harbored a lot of anger and animosity towards her mother, and her mother's been dead for decades, right? 20 years. 20 years. And Kathy and I have lived many, many lifetimes together. I don't know why we, I don't understand why for the last 23 years we haven't been in each other's lives. I know why. Why? Because I don't think we were meant to be. I think we needed to go off to be independent, to gain knowledge and strength and, you know, partake in our own. Also, also, ultimately, I think I would have held you back. And I know we talked about that. Yeah, you say that all the time. No, I really do. I really think that's the reason why they were like, nope, you need to go. She's got bigger (laughs) things to do right now. You'll get you'll see her again. It'll be fine. It's possible. It's but, possible. Yeah. It's possible. I, I really and I, do. I think that was... Yeah. It's possible. And I, I mean, I certainly um, learned a lot about loss when I lost you, um, that I still suffer that loss. Um, so when you came back into my life and we were opposite each other, we have shared many, many lifetimes together. We both... Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that. Yeah. We both have had visions with each other and each other's lives. And so our intuition with each other, our ability to connect psychically is um, unnerving at times. Because like, well, I won't go into detail on something that happened. But there's something that was happening with Kathy when we got back together that I, I ended up having the same problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was not a problem for me at all until she came back in my life. So back, so the reason I, <laughs> so you do hold me back. That's it. You do hold me back. Exactly. I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm teasing. But so back to being, seeing, sitting opposite each other. And yeah. when Kathy was so upset about, you know, talking about her mom, she just, we just, we don't have to speak words for us to hear each other's thoughts. And she saw the look on my face, I guess. And it wasn't, I'm sure I wasn't making some. No, it wasn't a mean face no, at all. No, but, but what I saw, what I saw you seeing, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work for me anymore. <laughs> it, it, it disturbed me that that's what you were seeing. And because, I mean, fun fact, I don't really look at myself in the mirror, you know, um, I of course know what I look like, but to see myself through your eyes and what you were seeing, uh, yeah, no, that had to go. <laughs> that wasn't working. <laughs> so that was a huge turning point for Kathy, I yeah. think, to have that because she had lived her whole life holding so much anger and animosity towards her mother yeah. for her mother's poor parenting skills, to That's put it correct. mildly. Yeah. Um, and also, too, yeah. just to, like, because these people don't know, and whoever's listening, uh, <laughs> when we did reconnect this last time, I had just come back from living in Wisconsin for the last, you know, 10, 11 years. And that whole time, I 
was talking to source god whoever you want to refer to it as like can i not have a friend can i please have a friend again <laughs> i would really like a friend i was in a relationship which was not healthy yeah put that mildly um and i just wanted a friend someone i didn't care if it was a guy or girl they could have been 20 they could have been 103 um just a friend and i i for the most part had always had somebody some girlfriend specifically um and i you know because of the relationship i was in a lot of people fell to the wayside and when we moved to wisconsin i didn't know anybody we just decided on a town that i thought was cute <laughs> a house that I thought was going to be great and we were going to start again and have this, you know, much better life. Um, and so for the longest time, yes, you know, please, can I not have a friend? I really need a friend. Have you seen what I've been going through? I could use a friend. And so then when we came back here and I was faced with so many memories and skeletons from, you know, the first 40 years of my life, also which were mom memories so then when I came back around and took a chance to reach out to you to tell you know that's how we reconnected this last time um I, I kind of I think I feel like I apologize for contacting you in the first place but like I just wanted to say as a creeper I've been <laughs> kind of stalking you and I googled you and I saw all these things you were doing and I hope this doesn't upset you that I'm you know saying this to you do you remember this oh yeah 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 oh yeah yeah and you, you know, I think you messaged me back later that night or I saw it the next day or something. You're like, why would I be upset that you were contacting me? But it was only because I didn't really have any real memory of the why we weren't talking anymore, just that we weren't talking anymore. And any of the reasons why didn't matter to me, but that didn't mean it didn't matter to you. And so I was trying to give you that space and that grace to be able to say, you know, Kathy, I still love you, but you need to go bounce because I can't. I can't have the in and out anymore <laughs> or whatever the situation was. You yeah. Know? And if I had done that, though, that would have been very unevolved of me. Just that's some, a point that I think we need to make yeah. is that I would have been then I would have had to do a lot more work on myself. Yeah. And to I'm able to offer me the forgiveness and the relationship, the opportunity again. And and maybe and maybe not necessarily like maybe it wouldn't have been, you know, if I would have chosen, let's say you were in a really destructive place and you were very toxic, it, then I, it wouldn't be good for me to be around somebody like that. Yeah. Let's say if that were the scenario, it still would have been unevolved of me to say, without knowing that, yeah, yeah. saying, back off, stay away from me. And yeah. people do that. Yeah, and sure. that just says something about themselves. Yeah. And I knew that it was important for my growth to finally have some closure. Even I didn't know how you were. I didn't know what was going on with you. Yeah. But for me, the it what for you it wasn't a big deal. Our un unconnectedness all these years for me it was devastating. It caused me great suffering. And so I knew I needed to, for my growth, if nothing else, have closure with you. Yeah. So, yeah. so that kind of gives you a little bit of um, history of us. And fortunately, uh, we picked up where we left off, I guess, in a way. It did feel that way. The first, the first couple moments of that visit, 
and I didn't want to be rude, but I did catch myself kind of staring at you and thinking to myself, she hasn't freaking changed. <laughs> you know, you still same smile, same, you know, blonde hair, same cuteness. And I felt like an old wet rat. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Because, yeah, because my back was still really bad. I um, was dealing with much more pain than I am now. Thank the heavens. Um, and I wasn't, generally speaking, I had just gone through a really caca breakup. Yeah. And, you know, I was kind of healing from that. And then coming back home to the area was comforting but it brought with its demons yes. too so that's also what I was kind of processing so I was really I mean from the time I mean it's been almost a year since I've been back because mm -hmm. I came back in April yeah and at the recording of this podcast or in like beginning of March so in the last 11 months just uh reassures me that it was the best decision that I came back not just for the area, because like a house is a house, a, a car is a car. I mean, all those things, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. What matters is the connections that we have with our friends and loved ones. And, you know, part of realizing my own self-worth, because I was in that really crummy relationship for so long and had forgotten, also now makes me a better friend because I... I know what a good person I am and what a good friend I am. And so, of course, just poofing or bouncing or whatever we want to term it as, I understand better now the effect. You know, I I didn't think that great of my... I haven't thought that great of myself in the majority of my life, let's be honest, right? I've had, you know, so many outside influences kind of dictating who I was and how, how I'm supposed to be. Um and it wasn't until I finally put my foot down. I was like, no, <laughs> this is this is nonsense. Because I, I don't really feel that I'm this horrible, terrible person. But without everyone else treating me a certain way and, and telling me <laughs> certain things, you can't help but feel like, oh, well, they, they must know something. <laughs> well, know? and let's, let's take that from a different angle, too. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's important to note that how we feel about ourselves attracts people like how we feel about ourselves. Oh, for sure. So that's an important element to kind of switch that perspective around just a little bit for mm -hmm. other people is that really, if you're listening to what Kathy's saying, she's saying that she felt like crap about herself. Mm -hmm. So therefore, really, she was attracting crappy people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and thus, her and I were not, all those years were not connecting and she said that she thought she'd bring me down. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating, right? So that circles back to... Absolutely. You know... My own individual evolution, I suppose. Yes. You know? Like that instinct that you mm -hmm. knew. It was almost like you knew something and knowing my personality is... I would have kept at it and kept at it and kept at it. Mm -hmm. and, and it would have brought you down. It, it, would, it would have held you back. I'm not going to say it would have brought you down because you're stronger than that, but it would have held you back for sure. There's, so, there's no, yeah, you, no one can convince me otherwise. So that first, we're going to circle back. That <laughs> yeah. was a really great dialogue. Hopefully this is helping people. Um, is we were opposite each other and you were telling me that you will never forgive your mother. Yeah. You were very angry yeah. and upset. You saw within my face and yeah. my action not not my face just my energy your energy for sure that uh this just can't happen anymore right. and so you uh, about a month later 
you asked me. Yeah. If, if, yeah, if we could do a session. And I wanted to make sure that everything was like correct. I didn't want you to feel abused or, or taken advantage of. I wanted to exchange energy. Right. And, and that's a big thing for me because I want to, you know, moving forward, I want to be the best version of me. And that best version of me is very conscientious of other people's feelings. And I wanted to make sure you were going to be comfortable. So, yeah, I, I hired you, I suppose, yeah. for a session mm-hmm. to see who we could connect. And we do have mutual people that we have loved who have passed. So I was, you know, any of those people could have come through. And also, also, if, you know, you could have reached my mom, which I thought was like such a gigantic, goodness ask of you um because of what where she may be and what she may be going through i didn't want to put that kind of pressure on you either but if it could happen (laughs) you know let's like let's see if it could happen and, and what we might get out of that so so let me just preface this by saying that when i go into that state of being or or connection or whatever that just from a visual standpoint well kathy will explain what i look like visually but from a internal standpoint i kind of change my channel i become very very still and quiet and um almost as if i'm shifting into a different you have one foot in. Yeah. And one foot here. Yeah, I have one that, foot. That dual in, yeah. existence. Yeah. Which I think watching it was a little scary in the beginning for me because I didn't know exactly what to expect. You had you had warned you. Warned yeah. me and told me, but to see it and I have always again circling twenty other stories ago, but I've always felt very protective of you. Yeah. Over you. Yeah, we can so- delve into that a little bit. <laughs> So when, when, when <laughs> my bodyguard, yeah, when you started to go into that trance, I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. This is, this, is, <laughs> this is what's happening now. And, you know, because I know you from uh, thousands of years ago to this moment, I was like, okay, this is what this is all led up to. This is it. This is the thing. And I knew, I, I mean, I, I, I 100% hoped and I 99% knew, but like I knew you were going to be able to contact her. I, I knew it was going to happen. Right. I I knew it too, simply because your mom was bugging me numerous times before that, wanting to connect with you. Um, I never told you that. Not. I think I think you maybe had shared one time that you're like, yeah, this might not be a bad idea because I think I had some correspondence. Yes, with her. I was trying was to be. Like, yeah. Okay. I was. <laughs> you know, like, you know, I was trying to be light about it because I I knew how sensitive you were yeah. to your mom, and yeah. I didn't want to push you into anything. But she had been like poking me on my shoulder, for lack of a better way of saying, yeah. for a while. So so what ha- what happened from your perspective? Okay, so what you had just described, you do get very still your eyes are closed and it's it's like you're thinking really hard is is what it looks like but it's even more than that it's that on steroids it's there's an energy and I don't know if anybody else would pick out it pick up on it but there's a like a a palatable energy shift that happens as 
And I, and at one point, you know, we had kind of said, you had said, you know, if you wanted to close your eyes, that would be okay. This is what I'll be doing, the warning that you gave me. So when my eyes were closed, I didn't see any of what was you were doing or what was happening to you. But I opened my eyes instinctively when I felt that energy shift because I swear, I, I, it was like someone else had come into the room with us. And of course, nobody physically had done that, but it was very shortly thereafter you started saying, started kind of going into, you know, questioning and, and speaking to not me, but to whoever was available, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I did get really, there was a moment there I did get really scared only because I was like, okay, uh, you know, you said, uh, talking to myself in my own head, you know, you said you were ready for this. This is, this is what's going to help you, you know, just like taking your medicine when you're a child, it may not taste good, but it works. And this is something that you need. So just sit tight. Everything's going to be fine. You know, this is the reassurance I was giving myself because it was such a. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy. Yeah. 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 And. Do you want to go into it? No, you go because I when I'm in that state, I I have a lot of it's I don't remember afterwards, so I don't know exactly what happened. Yeah, I wish I wish we had almost recorded it for you know future listings to really because a lot of it, even though I made notes after I left you and I you know thought about it on my drive home, I cried a little bit about it on the way home. Um, basically, you found my mom with her helpers that we had discussed a couple episodes ago or whatever. Uh, segments ago um and she's not she wasn't in a very good place she she was still processing and still trying to figure things out um she wasn't in hell but she certainly wasn't in heaven either and she did have people with her she you know she did you know apologize and then she kind of did her typical martyr thing which irritated me um because that's nonsense um and at one point i you know I asked, can I, can I speak? And you're like, yeah, she can hear you. And I'm like, you know, and she was, I didn't see her, but I pictured her like on her hands and knees with these two taller, I don't want to say men because I couldn't see faces or anything, but taller figures. Mm -hmm. Right. And I didn't, they were, they didn't scare me or anything. And they actually were quite comforting that they were there with her. It comforted me knowing that they were there with her. And as we have come to find out, you explained and we've talked about it, um, guides or helpers or aides to help her. So she's not alone processing all this. But she did have a moment where she was like, you know, she had said, oh, you were always the stronger one and I I can't do this. And, you know, she was being kind of whiny. And I'm like, oh, forget that. (laughs) You know, and I had said, Ma, get up. What are you doing? Just get up. Don't don't be in a pile of yourself. Stand up. You can do this. You can figure it out. You have helpers. And I guess, you know, she kind of, um, or you kind of removed yourself from her a little bit because then you were talking to me and you said, okay, yeah, she's, she's standing up. She's standing up. And then she talked again. It was a little, um, I mean, a lot fascinating, but it it's still you know you're in the process of it you're in the heat in the heat of it so it's like i didn't know how to be other than who i am which was kind of tough loving her a little bit Mm -hmm. like you know this is not helping you it's not helping me you you know i i don't i don't harbor any ill feelings towards 
her anymore. The situation, I'm still not real pleased about, you know, because it was horrible. But her, the person, I, again, as an adult, on this side of things, I can understand, you know, everybody says hurt people hurt people. And she was a hurt person and is a hurt person. And wish that she had had the wherewithal to do some work on herself before she passed because it wouldn't have been as difficult for her. So how did that... Um and I all I remember about it is being very, very, very deep. Mm-hmm. And like I remember uh feeling like I was very small. And up oh, Buddy the dog is just came down here. We're doing a podcast. Um yeah, we're almost done. Uh so I remember feeling literally like I was in a ball on the floor and I was... With her. With her. Yeah. And I was crying really, 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 really hard. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't... I was having a hard time controlling it and I could feel and sense uh, Kathy thinking about pulling me out. Um, yeah, I was... Yeah. Absolutely. There was a point there that I was like, okay, this needs to be done if... If this is going to go on much longer because there was too it was too strong of a connection. You yeah, know? And, and and that came from the fact that you and I are so connected. Right. That's and you you had known my mom. Yes. I mean, you had said right. you had reminded me the other day because you grew up in a kosher family and my mom shockingly actually said, "Yeah, you can stay for dinner. I'm making barbecue chicken on the grill." And you're like, "Great, I'll stay." You know, because you're like, "Sure, let's play more. You know, hang yeah. out more, whatever." And you had said, you know, I was, again, my fault. <laughs> but you were the, the first unkosher chicken you had ever had. And I'm like, well, did you like it? And you're like, yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, neither one of us eat meat anymore uh, for obvious reasons. Um, but, it, you know, that's how long that's how long we go back and how long it, you it, you go back with my mom, yeah. too. Yeah. So, so uh, <clears throat> that experience of being able to connect with your mom and help her, I hope we were able to help her move along a little bit. I think um, we did. Honestly, I think her having the opportunity to, you know, say her sorries and also whine a little bit because that's what she was super good at. I yeah. do think it helped her. And I know that, you know, I had said, and at one point, I think that's how you closed with her, too. I had said to her, you know, you've got people there who are wanting to help you. Let them help you get up, let them help you. And you would kind of close once you came back into you. Uh-huh. You would kind of said the same thing to her, like, okay, go with those people who are there to help you. They want you to, you know, move on. They're there to help you. you know? And I was like, oh, see, I told you, Ma. <laughs> you know? So it, I think both of us saying that to her and giving her that opportunity, I think it did help her. How could it not? Did it cure everything for her? Of course not. But I do think that one segment of her pie might be, of course, it's a food reference, but you know, I think it, I think it could be a little bit co- more complete for her. You know. Now, what about you? Do you do you feel that you had some uh, closure, some growth, some insight, anything like that from that experience? Um, insight for sure, and it gave me an opportunity to learn how to forgive again, because. <laughs> The history that my mom and I had while she was here, she did always make everything about her, even when I was a child. And so to hear her, you know, whining about it and going on about how, you know, I was always the strongest, you're so strong, you know, I, I can't do this thing. I was just like, are you kidding me? You know, we have like a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity here and you're still whining to me. 
you know? Mm -hmm. So it did give me another opportunity to learn forgiveness because, again, all the things that she could have come back to say, you know, when we had this line of communication, it wasn't there because she's still not capable of it. She still is learning. She's still processing and healing. Um, And I know one day when my flesh (coughs) gets too old, sorry, (coughs) that I move on to the next, you know, back to that place of all love and and understanding. Uh, You know, I'm sure I'll see her again and be like, yeah, you know, that first 73 years, that wasn't so great for you. (laughs) You know, and I'm sure we'll cry over it. We'll laugh over it. Um, you know, if she's still drinking vodka, maybe we'll have a cocktail. I don't know. Um, I'm open to any of it. But yeah, I I absolutely think it was one more, for me, one more step in the process of healing. You know, um, I mean, not everybody has a best friend who's, mm-hmm. a, who's, you know, a medium who they can hire for an afternoon. But I do think that whatever those things are to people, whatever tools that they have access to, why not try it? Why not, you know, read that book that maybe your your best friend gave you years ago after something t- terrible had happened to you? Why not read it? Why not listen to that podcast, especially yours? Why not, you know, eat better? Why not try taking a, a water paint color class or something? Why not try these things? Because you're only investing that time and that energy into yourself, which then you put out all that energy, that good, positive, healing, healthy, loving energy out to everybody else. Right? And So true. Yeah. And so it just reinforced for me that I was absolutely on the right track, that I was healing, um, You know, like I said, when I came back, it was so comforting, but there was also, you know, skeletons were waiting for me. So it was a, it was a a step, a couple steps forward, but it was a couple steps back too. So to have that opportunity with you, I think was great and brought me back to maybe how I, how I was feeling even before I came back to face the skeletons, you know, because that one big skeleton of my mom and all those things that I'd gone through, um, I mean, I could still see that she was just as broken mm-hmm. as she was here, but she had help and she was going to, she was, I knew walking away from that, that I knew she was going to get okay. And that was comforting to me, mm-hmm. which how, how lucky am I, mm-hmm. you know, because how many people have it? Of course, it's that kind of opportunity. Yeah, that was crazy. You know? Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Crazy, well, crazy good. Crazy, crazy cool. good. Yeah. Crazy cool. So everything Kathy just said, I think is like that last, you know, couple paragraphs or whatever, couple minutes she was talking is really take that to heart, everybody, because the more you work on yourself and the more that you tune into how you're feeling and that you keep working on yourself and keep gaining insight, the stronger and healthier and more evolved that you're going to get in your life. life becomes so much more enjoyable. Yes. You know? As I like to say, is you start seeing the world in technicolor yeah. instead of shades of gray. Yeah. And so, uh, so, you know, and if you haven't had an opportunity to go to somebody that's intuitive or as a medium that, um, you know, be open to that idea. Be open to the idea of being able to yourself 
be able to meditate like what Kathy did at the beach and be able to connect with past loved ones. Because when we connect with those that are on the other side, they, not necessarily Kathy's moms, she's not your typical crossover, but most people that cross over really become the best version of themselves. Um, and and so you when we connect with them, we feel the essence, like the lilacs of your grandmother, mm-hmm. Uh, we we feel the essence of their soul, and we know that we are always connected. connected. Right. So we're going to end this podcast here, and we will have many more conversations <laughs> uh, together. Kathy, thank you for joining me. For your sure. wisdom, your insight, your candor, your courage is uh, noted Thanks. and very, very uh, appreciated. Oh, absolutely. I'm glad to do it. So anyway, this is Sandy and Kathy with (laughs) Peace, Love, and Pets. Until next time. Bye, everyone. Are you interested in reading more stories of animals that shape our lives? Check out all my books that are available for sale at www.sandykamenwisniewski.com. Are you interested in reading more stories of animals that shape our lives? Check out all my books that are available for sale at www.sandykamenwisniewski.com.